0: Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about malicious compliance. I have to wrap all the Christmas presents myself? Okay, I'll make it known. When I was a kid, my dad could really be a D sometimes. He broke rules all his life, but would swiftly and gleefully punish me if I didn't do exactly what he wanted without question. Well, one Christmas season, we went out shopping for my mom and spent the whole day crawling the mall. When we got back home, he told me that I would be wrapping all the presents myself. Uh, you're not going to help me? No, I paid for them. You can wrap them. I was 12 years old. Was I expected to buy presents? I knew better than to fight with him, so I did exactly what he asked. And when it came time to sign the from section on each presents tag, I wrote my name and my name alone. After all, if he was here, he could sign it. Heck, if he checked the presents before Christmas, he could sign them. But of course he didn't. And when we unwrapped presents, my mom wondered out loud why every gift to her was from me. He got so mad and tried to make me feel bad about it. But when I explained it in front of both of them, he got quiet and stopped. From that point on, I had help wrapping each year. Hmm, <laughs> good for you OP. Sometimes parents can be a little unreasonable. Even we need a reminder every so often to not be a D. And for our next story, you want to track my time? Fine. Earlier this summer, I temporarily took a job as a roofing salesperson for a construction company. The job description said I was managing a book of insurance agents and realtors working referrals. In the interview, the boss was adamant that there was no door knocking, just working relationships and referrals. (laughs) That's code. I took the job and came to learn about a week into my hire that they expected five plus hours a day of door knocking. I could have quit right away, but I figured I'd give it a go for a bit and just see how things went. The job was full commission with a small weekly vehicle allowance, and I wasn't responsible for working a regular schedule. But eventually my boss started expecting everyone to work a regular schedule and report at least 40 hours on timesheets. I fought with him about it because as a non-hourly or a non-salary employee, there was nothing to report. I got paid only for the work I brought in, whether I worked 80 or 5 hours. The pay was the same and there was no contractual obligation to my time. He got upset that I didn't just give in. So he told me that because I hadn't filled out a time card, they wouldn't give me my weekly vehicle allowance. It's not a huge amount of money, but it was a matter of principle. I don't get paid for time worked, so why do they need to know my hours? My best friend is a labor attorney, and I asked him what I could do, and he said I should just threaten calling the Department of Labor for withholding wages. So I told my boss I'd call the Department of Labor. At this point, I was already in the process of getting hired for a job I really wanted, So I was planning on quitting soon anyway. So I figured they had it coming for all the lies and deceitful nature of literally everything. They ended up giving me the allowance and then later that day, HR rolled out a policy that said they are now paying out the allowance based on hours logged on timesheets. It was the expectation that we'd log 40 hours. And if you don't meet 40 hours, they will deduct a prorated amount from the vehicle allowance. The policy also said it was retroactive for the previous week, so I didn't get my allowance for that week's pay as I continued to not log everything. I was a little peo'd about that. Here's the malicious compliance. That week, our boss made us work about 90 hours, commuting several hours a day each way to a town he wanted us to get some work in. I went into timesheets and logged 90 hours for the week. When the pay came that week, I only got the regular allowance for 40 hours. I asked my boss where the rest was, and he said it was a flat rate. So I cited the new policy and said he owed me based on the hours worked, and I'd be calling the Department of Labor if I didn't get it. They ended up giving me the allowance based on 90 hours, and later that week, HR emailed the department saying full commission people are exempt from logging hours and would be receiving the flat pay. I win. I ended up quitting a short time later, followed by pretty much the whole sales staff. Wow, how crappy can you be? OP, I don't know how you lasted that long. I wouldn't have lasted a full week. I mean, I get it. I've worked commission jobs before, but they're not going to tell me that I have to work X number of hours if I'm not hourly or salary. That's not how the world works. It may be a different country, I don't know, but I still don't think that would work anywhere. And for our next story, I had to destroy it. I've been hearing a lot of great stories from that subreddit on rslash, so even though I'm new here, I'm sure you're going to enjoy that story. Is it still a thing to say that I'm on mobile and not a native English speaker? If so, I am. As usual, there's a little backstory. A few days back, I bought a new headset. This worldwide situation made me play much more video games than usual, and over time I got a headache from my old and chunky headphones. The dude selling it recommended a lightly built Bluetooth thing. It looked okay, but I wasn't sure about it. The dude told me not to worry, and to make sure to have a fully comprehensive insurance to be able to return it under any circumstances. So for the story. The headset was a piece of garbage sounded like speaking through a running fan, and only bass frequencies came through. So I went back to the store to have it exchanged, or my money back. Since it was an in-ear piece, I thoroughly cleaned and disinfected it before leaving the house, although I only used it for about 30 disappointing minutes. I went up to the customer service desk and was greeted by a very rude, WHAT'S THE PROBLEM? from a woman that looked as if she could not decide between a Hannah Montana or a Kim Kardashian look. I stated how I think the item is broken, but I'm not sure since the quality was garbage from the first use on, and I'd want to return it, get my money back, or browse for another product. She refused to take it back for hygiene reasons and laughed at me when I showed her the comprehensive insurance slip. The good thing is, comprehensive insurance covers self-inflicted damage. So I smashed the basically brand new thing to pieces and got my money back by a very shocked looking service lady. (laughs) I don't think I'll shop there again. Too long didn't read. Customer service refused to take back a crappy product, so I smashed it in front of them and claimed insurance. Well, that's one way to take care of it, OP. After all, you were just following the rules. And for our next story, I tricked the insurance company into paying bills like they're supposed to. The insurance company that my employer uses has a monthly auto deducted payment that comes from my credit card. I've paid faithfully for four years. A few months ago the company went to run my payment and it declined because my credit card had expired. I had the new credit card but the payment was attempted before I got around to changing it over. Rather than contact me to let me know that the payment was missed and attempt to get an alternate payment, the insurance company just terminated my coverage and denied all new claims to that account including my well visits, etc. As soon as I realized what was going on, I called the company customer service number from my card to give them my new card number and reinstate my insurance. After 30 minutes of giving my information again, explaining and re-explaining, and finally just asking for a supervisor because the CSR was reading random selections out of a book or something and wasn't anywhere close to my issue, I discovered it wasn't even the right department got transferred to the correct department, where the woman rudely told me that, due to my incompetence, they terminated my coverage and would not be reinstating it. Hmm. So I asked when I would be able to re-enroll, and was informed that I would not be able to re-enroll until my company entered open enrollment, sometime unknown between January and March. I decided to let it go and just wait until then, until I had a necessary medical issue come up where I absolutely needed it. I called again and asked when open enrollment would be. They didn't know, but she mentioned, unless you have a major life change exemption, such as family death, marriage or divorce, or loss of previous insurance coverage. Me. Excuse me, ma'am. Sorry to interrupt, but I'd like to report a loss of previous insurance coverage. (laughs) Not only was my insurance coverage started again, But was backdated to an effective date of when i started four years ago guess they'll be paying my bills again then edit for clarity wow this blew up quickly inbox overload so trying to answer some common things here rather than reply to everyone individually a i do receive notices from my insurance company by mail and email regularly i check both daily and keep a well organized inbox i did not receive a notice that my plan was being cancelled Maybe they were supposed to, but they didn't. My notice came when I got my statement following a bill, and it was marked declined due to termination of coverage. B. Yes, it is a credit slash debit deduction. Yes, it's perfectly legal, and I've been doing it for four years. No, not every company has to do a tax-sheltered payroll deduction for every aspect of the insurance company's plan. I would be happy to provide a photo of their sign-up page that tells you outright how it's to be paid. C. This insurance company can use a code from the previous coverage or employer as certification. Since it was the same company that terminated my coverage, and they already had me active in their system for other plans. Fixed indemnity, dental, vision, life. I didn't have to send anything in, and she was able to copy it all over, put a code in, and reinstate the policy. D. There is always more than what is outside your bubble of experience. Just because your company or state does things a certain way does not mean it's done the same way everywhere. Insurance plans for employers, especially small businesses and employment services, can have different regulations, options, and policies, and state regulations can have impact as well. Please don't think you're being clever by poking holes. This was not meant to be a novel in how insurance works. Just sharing my experience in how I used the company's policies against them to get what I should have had in the first place. Yeah, I agree, OP. Um, you know... We can't really assume that to know how everything works in every situation, every state, with every company, in every country. Hey, if it's your experience, it's your experience. Who are we to argue? And for our last story, Milko. My dad was a milkman for around 25 years in the days when most people had bottles of milk delivered to their doorsteps. He used to deliver seven mornings a week starting around 5 a.m then go out Thursday and Friday evenings collecting the money. One winter evening, he knocked on the kitchen door of one house, and the wife opened the door and stepped out. She said, I'm just on my way out, but he'll pay you, pointing to her husband who was sitting the far side of the kitchen by the fire. My dad looked at the husband. The husband looked at dad and said, No, I'm too warm by this fire. I'm not moving. Come back tomorrow. Dad said, Come on, stop mucking around. I want to get home tonight. The guy was adamant. No, I'm too cozy. Come back tomorrow. 5.30 a.m. the next morning, Dad was standing on their front doorstep, thumping on the door as hard as he could. Morning, Milko! I've come for the money! He could hear them starting shouting indoors. You go down. I'm not going down. You were the one who wouldn't bloody pay him. Eventually, the wife opened the door and handed the money to Dad. As she did so, she looked him straight in the eye and just said, You sod! The money was always waiting for him at the house after that. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I you know, I can't imagine somebody comes to your house in the boiling summer heat, in the cold, freezing winter weather, delivering milk to your doorstep faithfully every morning, and you're going to sit on your butt and refuse to pay him? It would have taken two seconds to get up and pay him. Nope, gotta make things difficult. Well, good for OP's dad for standing his ground and maliciously complying. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.